0: Now, The Greatest Story Never Told, with
1: Miles and Thrill. Hola, and uh, welcome to The Greatest Story Never Told podcast. I believe this is episode number 14.
0: Yeah. What a day. Uh, I guess. uh, I didn't remember 13. I knew we did it. I couldn't remember what we talked about. We did did it on the
1: day that uh, iHeart fired all those people. I
0: vaguely remember this. We so yeah. got an email earlier today from someone who uh, listened to, to episode 13, 12, 12, whatever the hell it was last week, and they said, "That's uh, said, man, I really enjoyed the podcast, which made me happy, because mm-hmm. again, I don't remember anything, but they said the best part was the fact that Thrill was drunk through the whole thing. Yeah, You were 100% correct. I forgot that I was, but the the beauty of reading that email, I'm like that's why I can't remember anything. Yeah. Else. Okay. Totally
1: fine. Yeah. Uh, so today, uh, believe it or not, uh, Pearl Jam has a brand new single that is coming forth that they released today on Radio.com. And if you uh, want to check the song out, it's awesome. It's great. Uh, it's available now Radio.com. Go there and listen to it. I like it. We were going to have uh, uh, Eddie Vedder, uh, Matt Cameron, Stone Gossard, uh, Jeff, Amant. Jeff, uh, Jeff, Amant, uh, the whole band in tonight for the greatest story never told, but they had a thing at KEXP. Uh, yeah, they did at KEXP, <laughs> which is the station that they choose to, uh, to represent, even though we play the music, but that, that's cool. Cause they're edgy and cool. Uh, and, and the, and the tune is great by the way. Uh, but they, uh, we, we told them, we called them and said, Hey, uh, we have a much bigger uh, thing to talk about. So on this podcast, you know, what guys, just just. Just turn around wherever you are. Just go to KX. Yeah, just, just just go home. Just do that. Just, just go home, and uh, we're going to talk because they matter. Um, so, uh, some weird things happened today. Uh, first of all, our uh, our coworker and good friend Ted Smith, uh, he he lost a very uh, big member of his family, and I uh, talked about it on TV time with Ted. Guy that's been instrumental in his life from the moment that he was young. A lot of people's lives. Yeah, Ted's I mean, one of yeah, them. That's yeah, yeah. And, and and Ted's touched by this, and, and it's got us thinking, you know, a little bit tonight as uh, we cut this thing. There, there were a couple of uh, of shootings in downtown Seattle, mm-hmm. and right now as we walk out the building, it's kind of a chaotic situation downtown.
0: No offense, I'm from Baltimore, amateur.
1: Yeah, and this is this is unusual for a city like Seattle to have people who are killed. Uh, which is strange uh, for a major city. To be honest with you, this should be. And happening. let's say OD. Like like that, yeah. we've gotten spades.
0: Bro, we know how to OD. So Murder,
1: we're not the best at it. Yeah, so unfortunately, I mean, okay. So we're going to talk about people who have passed. And uh, I why? think the best way, well, because. Like, how was
0: that a positive thing,
1: man? I, well, I, just, we I told, don't understand. We told the guys in Pearl Jam to turn around. Yes. Like, why do you want to come here and promote your stuff? You know what I mean? Like, Like, we're going to talk about dead people. And unfortunately, with Ted's situation, it's gonna be very close to home and, and he is gonna go back for the funeral and take take a couple of days off and and we thought about just like as life goes on, you get older, you know, there there's certain you people do. that have been in your life that have that have passed on and it sucks, man. It just it's it's one Usually. of those things that, that hits you, man. So one or two people, I'm not gonna lie, I'm like, All right.
0: Correct. All right, all right. And not it, relatives, and it, but there are some people yeah. like good. And it hit, uh, it, it
1: hit it hit Ted today very hard. Uh, and understandably so. So uh, we thought that we would take a little bit of time on this podcast. And, and sorry, Pearl Jam. We, we wanted to have you. Uh, but we wanted to talk about some of the people that were more important than them that came on our show and have since uh, passed on. Are you sure? What do you mean am I sure?
0: Are you sure? Like you have a list of these people. I don't, I don't, honestly, God, I don't honestly remember. I'm sure. If you don't I, remember anything. I, I know. I I, I I do know that much. We okay. have talked to some people where I'm like, "When do we do so, that?" So like, I'm going
1: to I'm, I'm run through a list of uh, some people that we've been fortunate enough to talk to and who are no longer here with us, and we can reminisce for a second just about some of those people. If I can, because, yeah. give me name number one. Name number one. Then the the first person that passed away uh, that we interviewed that was um, someone who we kind of looked up for uh, looked uh, looked uh, looked up to as a uh, Gary Coleman. I didn't look up to Gary Coleman.
0: Nobody looked up is, to Gary Coleman. What I'm saying
1: is, he is someone who has passed on. Yeah, okay. I mean, that we, that we had on a radio show. What I'm saying is, he's no longer with us, and he was a guest that we interviewed. He was,
0: and most people know Gary Coleman as the lovable,
1: oh crap, was it Arnold? From different
0: strokes, right? yeah, yeah. That is his bread and butter. Old and,
1: 70s, uh, 80s TV show.
0: And, and look, we watched it as kids when we were growing up, and I loved his character. All that stuff. I enjoyed the show, you know, the whole thing. There was... There was nothing wrong with it. But years had passed, and I'm not speaking ill of the dead. I'm speaking ill of the character of the person who happens to be dead. We got him on the air. He was terrible. And I don't mean like he's a bad interview. You can he be was a bad angry. interview because you're he was, awkward. He was, he was angry. I'm saying, as a human being, he was pretty terrible. And His, maybe it was
1: justified. I don't know. I'm no, not trying to go no, to hell. Look, but, look, man,
0: he was the son of a they bitch. Had,
1: they had little people wrestling back in the day. His you, there's, there's a unique temperament. Uh, among little people that I, I that has a lot of anger if that fair very fairly so yeah but he was the son of a bitch no matter what his anger had nothing to do with but that but he was doing uh, he was doing politics in in california and he was trying to run for office then he decided to be a political correspondent so we at that point in time i think it was the presidential race we're like Gary will you be our correspondent in california for the presidential race and he's like hell yeah and then he died okay <laughs> we move on
0: no, that's true. I do no, remember no, that. I, I, I mean, he you, was, uh, you cause like you said, man, he got into the political correspondence, and he was doing it seriously. But any, any broadcast outlet that wanted his services, he was willing to work with them, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, he agreed to do it. We're like, I don't know if this is cool or not, because in the end, it's Gary Coleman okay. doing pol- But, yeah, he died.
1: All right. Next up on the list would be the one and only macho man, Randy Savage, who was- He was awesome. Incredible. Just what an incredible human being. So much fun to be around. Macho Man is not a character. Macho Man is Randy Savage. That's and it. And when Randy Savage walked in, he'd be like,
0: Hi, hey brothers, how are you doing? What's going on tonight? How Here's old? the thing I liked about him before we went on, Mike. All right. So the only difference between Randy Savage and Macho Man, Randy Savage does not wear fringe. That's all. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the person, the, the it's Randy Savage, but he walks in and yeah. he's like, "Hey, brothers, I appreciate you. Let me have you." Hugs. But he goes, "Hey, anything you want to talk about's on the table." Keep in mind, a lot of people when you interview, not a lot of people. There's a percentage of people when you interview them, it's one thing if they say, "Hey, man, can we steer clear of blank?" You're like, "All right." A lot of times, it's their management. If management tells mm-hmm. us "f you," remember Elizabeth hey, it needs to come out of their mouth. But remember Randy Elizabeth Savage, Elizabeth,
1: uh-huh. his wife, yes, who passed on. Like all these things, like in his house, all these things are fair game. He would let he would he would anything. Talk, you, I mean, like he'd been through some real crap, and he was willing to sit down and say, "Hey, man, I'll
0: talk about any of this stuff." But once you realize someone's that cool and that honest, you don't go down yeah. the, the dark and, holes with
1: them. And honestly, as far as our uh, our, our radio career as a show goes. I think that Macho Man was one of my favorite interviews, Easily. not based on the fact that we asked good questions or we did the interview right. It was just the fact that that Macho Man was so cool and such a great storyteller and kind of just was one and of those honest. guys. When, when he walked out, we were like, wow, that was so freaking cool. You know, it was unbelievable. We move on. Charlie Murphy. <laughs> Charlie Murphy. Uh, don't edit it. Do not edit it. You can, I you want don't the word to edit it. I mean, it's not FCC. Yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You so Charlie, Mur- Charlie Murphy it? was was gaining fame by the fact that obviously he's Eddie Murphy's brother, but he's also on the Chappelle Show. Mm-hmm. So because he he's was, Eddie Murphy's brother, and 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 you know what? No disrespect to Dave Chappelle by any stretch of the imagination, because. We've had his head writer Neil Brennan. We've like we we we've, we've talked to most of the main people other than Dave. Other than Dave of yes. the Dave Chappelle show, but the Charlie Murphy stuff that was done on the Chappelle show at that time was unbelievable. You had the Prince thing. You had the Rick James thing. You had all these stories of Charlie Murphy going back and telling these iconic tales of dealing with Prince and eating pancakes and playing basketball. But he was a d- in real life, yeah, he or was, or, or Rick James. You punch don't him, have to edit that, do you? Thank punch you. him in the face and leaving a f- uh, a, a, a ring print. Yeah, it's this bitch or something in else. his forehead because he because he punched him so hard. Charlie Murphy was maybe the worst guest we've ever had. Yeah, R.I.P. One of Charlie four. Murphy. So I want him to rest in peace. We don't we, just, don't we don't really have much to say about him. I mean, he, he was, was an a hole.
0: He was. He really
1: was. He okay. really really was. I'm going to throw this out there and I'll let uh, Steve do the rest. Uh, there was a legendary broadcaster. In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And he was the voice of Pittsburgh for no less than 30 years. There was no better journalist, there was no better broadcaster than a man named Myron Cope. Myron Cope, he spoke like this, but by God, that man meant every word he said. And he was more entertaining than anybody on the radio in that day. He he worked with uh, a guy from my hometown, Jack Fleming for a number of years on broadcasts of the Pittsburgh Steelers, later moved on with a guy named Bill Hillgrove, who was his, his, his partner. And Myron Bill Hillgrove,
0: Cope, in case you don't know, has been the voice of NFL Films. If he's not still, he was for most—anytime you watch
1: NFL Films, it was a cold day in the tundra. Mm-hmm. That's Bill Hillgrove. So the, uh, But but Myron came uh, on the program at the time. We would talk to a broadcaster from a team that was playing the Ravens. The Ravens playing the Steelers. We're talking to Myron Cope. He is very, very open about anything we want to talk about. We, we've got him on the line for like, and keep in mind, I grew up listening to Myron Cope. And uh, this Cope, was a
0: Miles erection interview. You oh have my to understand.
1: God. We all knew who he was.
0: We all like sports. Mm-hmm. We all obviously like radio. So we know his name. But Miles grew up with this guy. So when the opportunity came up, Miles is like, man, like, look, and for another reason, for me, like, this is one yeah. of the guys I idolized in broadcasting. And we understand that. Yeah. You go, like, yeah. In Absolutely, the, in,
1: in the Pittsburgh area, subway restaurants, they had a Myron Cope kibasa, and Myron Cope walk in the commercial. It's not very big, yeah. And the Myron Cope, but that's tasty. But it's a kibasa, and kibasa is big in that area of the country, in in Western Pennsylvania. It's a big Polish area. People love kibassas, so and Myron Cope is Polish, so they do this. They do the subway ad, and Myron Cope is on there, and he walks up to the subway and he looks up, and they have the Myron Cope kibasa on the on the sandwich board. And he's like, hey, what is a Myron Cub Cabalso? And he said, well, that's a sandwich name. And he's like, you named it after me? And then he just started dancing <laughs> right. in the subway. And for the next 20 seconds of that commercial, is Myron Cope dancing in a subway restaurant eating a sandwich? He can't dance; just losing his mind. You know what I mean? Like, and it was the greatest thing ever. So Myron Cope was great. Um, yeah, but but here is the thing with Myron
0: Cope, all right? And this is the first experience we had with what we now know to be the Miles Curse. All right, so Myron Cope comes on, and honestly, God, it was a fascinating interview. The guy he's been a broadcast forever; he knows everything. He's seen it all. So, and he's been very open with us and all this. And he kept saying, "He's like, fellas." I'm having a really good time, but I I do need to go soon, right? And he kept saying that. We understood that. So as we're rounding up the or winding up the interview, he even said, to the fellas, I would love to stay in here longer with you. I really, really would. I, there's just something I need to do today. So Miles, being a Myron Cope fan, Miles has done his due diligence on research. Yeah. This is why we kind of stopped doing research on people. Uh Miles says, Hey Myron, listen, seriously, honest guy, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to all of us. Uh when you leave today, make sure you tell your wife she's beautiful, we love her, and I and, and, and hope you guys have time together. So Myron, there's a pause, right? And I, to me, I'm thinking, that's a really nice touch that so Miles put in there. I didn't know he was married, because my research said he wasn't, and this is why my research was more current. <laughs> Myron says, fellas, the reason I have to go today... It's because this is the tenth anniversary of my wife's death, and I'm going to put
1: flowers on her grave. And I can't. I mean, it's like, oh and my now, god! And now, and now we're going to break, and I can't say anything other than just sit there with my hands in my face it was and go, "The worst." Oh my god! Like you know how, like you know, you know, like you know, you know the feeling when you go up with, through a breakup and like you don't feel like eating. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. like you're at that point where you're like your stomach's not knots? It was the worst. It I was... felt so bad. It's no, not, it not even was... like six months, I it felt was ten so
0: years. So it's a ten year well What was your research? Hey, I thought that too.
1: I felt like maybe you to Miles, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Miles you know is crushed. I knew
1: I knew when I when I effed that up. Uh, so we're going to end this a little bit early, but uh, by we, the way,
0: we, it was awkward for all of us. We, we for we'll all, get, all of
1: we'll, us. We'll, we'll get into some of the more uh, more of the stories involving these people. That that was a terrible moment. But we do since we're calling this uh, episode "Dead or Death" or whatever we're going to call it. Is that what we're calling it? I'm pretty sure. Jesus Christ! Yeah, no, it's terrible. I'll clean it up. Yeah, but it is what it is. We want to talk about some of the people that have been here, real quick, and just, uh, and we'll end with this. Uh, before I met Steve, uh, and, and we worked together, I worked on a radio station called 104.3, The Colt. The Colt. Classic in, rock of Baltimore. In Baltimore. Uh, David Brenner, who was a legendary late night yep. fill in host and everything, he was on the show. Incredible guy. One of the nicest guys you ever meet. He has passed on. Steve Beckler, Orioles pitcher. Yeah. Yep. 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 He, uh, he got involved in some, uh, some of the stuff that we used to take all the time.
0: <laughs> Since he's athletic,
1: yeah, he he same speed that Steve and I were eating in Baltimore, like every day that we buy it at Seven Eleven or a fact, Royal they, Farms. In fact, they
0: they discontinued selling this particular speed because of his death. So we would
1: eat ephedrine like you couldn't imagine. Like your your penis wouldn't even come out of a shell. We could barely breathe. We were so jacked up on speed, <laughs> yeah, I know. and he died from it. So that sucks. But we didn't. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, as we as, as we don't could- shake your head, man. Listen. We did what we did. And Cory <laughs> Corey, Corey fine. uh Corey uh Stringer. Stringer from the Vikings passed away the same way. Mm-hmm. We didn't. Cockroaches <laughs> live, bitch. <laughs> yeah. We're the Keith Riches of your radio now. So R.I.P. to David Brenner, Steve Beckler from the Orioles, Charlie Murphy, who was Eddie Murphy's brother. Ty Posibon, who came in to join us, who is a PBR professional yeah. rodeo guy. Yeah, that's he actually was tw- sad, man. 27 years old. If you know anything about uh, rodeo, you know there's a lot of trauma to the head. He had a very difficult time with that. Uh, Ty took his own life in Canada. He was one of the tr- one of the one of the, one of the true, true man. good guys. Like, talking that, uh, this was a good good guy. CTE man. is real, people. Like, please understand that. Uh, Myron Cope, we just spoke of the Macho Man Randy Savage. The legendary Ronnie James Dio, who just got done cutting his grass when we had him on the phone. Here's a little-known fact, all right? So we knew a guy. So
0: the guy that told us this story, this guy used to be Metallica's manager, used to be Tool's manager. This guy carries a lot of weight. He's also the best friend of our boss, all right? So we had brought up Ronnie James Dio long before Ronnie James had passed. And he goes, man, actually, I actually had a house next to him. He's a great guy. Like, he goes up, mows his lawn and stuff, you know, on his own. He goes, but but he mows his
1: lawn in jorts.
0: Yeah. And, and I know it sounds stupid, but my one thing about Ronnie James Dio that I know is that he would take cut-off jeans, wear them shorts, and cut his long.
1: And also probably the greatest vocalist in metal oh, history. Oh, yeah, you can't top question. that, man. Yes, we can, because we're not down the list yet. Oh, damn it, damn it! Gary Coleman, who we already Great vocalist. Lemmy from Motorhead, who, yep. honest to God, we need a translator for because his cockney was so thick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he that's a dude who's about as cool... <laughs> Not, the word "cool" doesn't
0: do. Let me just like real. I mean, I mm-hmm. can't explain it. Like my man is who he is. You can like it, you can not like it. He doesn't care one way or yeah. another.
1: Uh, David Modell, who was at the time the vice president of operations for uh, the Ravens, who used to come on our show every week to talk about whatever he wanted to. He was an uh, esoteric, pretty sure he was es- coked up. All he was the an time. esoteric guy. He had a he had a good time with life, but unfortunately, after we left there, he he faced some medical problems that uh that that he could not overcome. W- what you need to know about David Modell was uh, he ended up marrying the head cheerleader for the Baltimore Ravens, so his last 10 years were were oh, years, fine. they were good years. Uh Chris Boykin Big Black. Yeah. Another who passed on from MTV. Uh Adam West, the original Batman. Uh, one of our favorite interviews ever. If you've
0: ever heard anything with Adam West, just know what you could hear him on The Simpsons, mm-hmm. you could hear an interview Just if you ever met him, he is exactly like that all the time.
1: Uh, Dennis Hoff. Who was the uh, founder and curator and business owner and CEO of the Bunny Ranch in lovely Carson City, Nevada? He almost got us uh, our first firing. We're not going to get into job. him too much. Because... Not, but became friends
0: with Ted, man. Yeah. Like, legitimately.
1: Two we'll of them we'll, we'll get there. That's why we're just kind of scratching the surface on some of the people that we've hung out with. and somebody. The best Dennis Hoff story was uh, him taking us to the Hustler Club <laughs> one night with Ron Jeremy and Larry Flint. Larry Flint's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Larry Flint can't do anything. But Larry Flint is pretty good at telling people what else to do. Mm-hmm. So Larry Flint's just rolling like, get me a
0: tonic. Didn't
1: he make you get him a drink? Oh yeah. Like I like, get <laughs> yeah. five or six for him. I'm like, I'm like, God damn it, Larry. Like, you know, you're like, you're you're a hustler guy, but you surely you give me late or something. He's like, I got no paw, I just own this strike. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh who else? Uh, let's see here. Brody Stevens, a local yeah. comedian who took his own life. Great guy, funny guy, Ralphie May. Yep. Who? Uh, yeah. Same. Uh, same deal. Uh, last person who uh, passed on John Witherspoon, comedian yeah. who appeared in a ton. It's of an old uh, black stuff. guy you'd recognize, Mike. I know you're into black exploitation and to. all that stuff. So it's probably it's right in your wheelhouse. <laughs> it's like John Amos and Pam Greer, and you you'd know. recognize them yeah. too, Mike. Just trust. Did you, did you see? Oh, Bla- that guy. Did you see Blackula? After dra- <laughs> okay, well again, not. Really, <laughs> Mike? You didn't see it. Blackula? You didn't see it? Did no. you say? Did you see Blankenstein? No, <laughs> I'm stunned. <laughs> the creature from the black lagoon. <laughs> heard of it. That's a That's joke. Uh, and and the last two are missing on this uh, dead uh, podcast. That would be uh, Chester Bennington, who, out of all these people, uh, the nicest human. Be- not not that. All of these people weren't weren't great people. It's just different with that man. Yeah, it's Chester different. Bennington was just the the, the just man. I, I hate to say this, he's a sweetheart. He was just the, the sweetest, kindest man. True, that's very true. I mean, I, and I, you don't throw that out there with guys, but he he really was. He was just like his heart was bigger than the rest of his body. He's one of those guys. And the last guy uh, that we interviewed, who is no longer with us, who's been here a few times, that'd be Chris Cornell. Uh, and that's I have the, a lot to say about that last, uh, and
0: nothing to say about that. That one, so, more than anyone, that one, to this day, that one still bugs me. Just understand one thing, man. Like, we, you and I both, Miles, we were Soundgarden fans of all the quote-unquote Seattle bands in that moment. That was our band. Chris Cornell's vocals were what they were, Love is Writing, mm-hmm. everything. So we had the opportunity to interview him before, and that was cool. That's cool, like, hey, this is the guy I want to interview him. About two years later, Castle comes up to us, and I understand the meaningfulness for us was they go, hey, Chris Cornell wants to know if he can come in and uh, hang out with you guys. And we're like, sure, what is he promoting? Because one thing about Chris, as he was known, he was just kind of matter-of-fact, just wanted to do his thing, but he wasn't interested in, like, talking, talking. Castle goes, man, he's, he's not promoting anything. He actually likes he's you guys. to come in. He just wants to hang out and shoot the S with you guys. So we're like, and, and I cannot, I'll put it this way. You find someone whose art you really, really admire. Chris Cornell is that guy for me, and I believe the same for you, Miles, right? So years pass. They don't need us for anything. 25, 30 years later, this artist that you respect deeply turns around and says, I deeply respect your art. I want to be where you guys yeah. are and, and do the same And and, 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 managers and, was, and people will, who
1: heard that interview said, you know what, he, every, was? he was the most personal he had been. He sounded happy. He was in a good place. He was having fun. He was talking to us about a lot of good things. So we don't feel like we've been doing this for that long. No. But uh, the truth of the matter is we have, and uh, we're getting older. And, uh, you know, like anything else, like you wish these people would be around, and and they're not. Not all. So Charlie Murphy, Ty Posbon, Myron Cope, Macho Man Randy Savage, Ronnie James Dio, Gary Coleman, Lemmy, David Modell, Chris Boykin, a.k.a. Big Black, Chris Cornell, Adam West, Chester Bennington, Dennis Hoff, Brody Stevens, Ralphie May, and our latest, the late, great John Witherspoon. Well, it's goddamn depressing, Miles. Thank you. There's I'm episode, glad I'm here. There's, there's episode 14.
0: It's terrible. You've been listening to The Greatest
1: Story Never Told with Miles and Thrill on Radio.com. Oh man! A Double Flush production.